Well, when I had hair, Mike, I had an optimal time. You know, when you've had your hair cut, you say, I used to think that two weeks after my hair cut was the best that my hair looked. Do you, do you have that in your head thinking? In It's normally the first full week to week and a half. But when you hit two weeks, because the speed my hair grows at, it's already starting to go off. Three weeks is I can get away with it. Four weeks, I end up looking like Dougal. Yeah. I used to have the same problem because my hair grew a lot on the sides. Not obviously top was not very good, but it just like went. You went with the full Terry Nutkin. Yeah, I might grow it back and do that actually. <laughs> you can go and brew your own beer then. Pretend you're a Cistercian monk. <laughs> I thought I was trying to be hipster, not being a monk. Well, no, but hey, they ought to bring all that sort of stuff back. You can get yourself up to uh, the Abbey, you know. Set up your own little brewing thing there with your tonsured haircut, get a nice sackcloth robe on, and you, anybody comes walking past, you can just look them like they're the mad ones. <laughs> like, no, this is where we do this. This is what it's all about. Traditional methods. Oh, dear me. Right. Let's get out of these cupboards. It's too hot, isn't it? Welcome to the Charity Football Weekly Podcast. If you've been so hot that you've been sweating yourself away and melting into a puddle, you might be swearing too. Evening, Phil. Evening, Mike. It is distinctively hot in my cupboard as well. Yes, as in mine. I I have a window in mine. It's open wide and it seems to have zero effect. I've got a window in mine, but it does not have the ability to open. Ah, so more like a porthole. Yeah, previous homeowner installed these windows that were... must have been cheaper to have all these without handles, so yeah, it's a bit warm in here. Are you living in a submarine or something here? <laughs> Loads of windows, none of them open. I'm one up on Harry Potter, though. I don't think he had a window. I'm happy, did he? So, uh... No. Well, what I, I have this. been enjoying, because my, my cupboard where me and Mike record this excellent podcast is also the cupboard from which uh, is my office, from where I work at home. Now, when I've been working at home, I've enjoyed a fan, but what I've noticed is when I've press the fan you can hear the noise coming through the microphone ah it's all right when i'm at work five minute phone call fan off right straight away fan back on lovely it's gonna be interesting i'm gonna be a sweaty mess on that by end of- yes we record about two hours worth of footage for this little episode of ours and then clip it and edit it together so yes poor phil gonna be fun <laughs> so in one way of keeping yourself cool you could be helping yourself to a nice refreshing drink what are you drinking tonight, Phil? Oh, tonight, Mike, some, someone very nice called Mike bought me a selection of beers from the Magic Rock Brewing Company for my birthday. Now, I've drunk them all, but I was saving this one especially because I thought I've got to, I looked at all the percentages, thought I've got to drink this one when we're recording a podcast. So I'm drinking a Cannonball India Pale Ale at 7.4%. Those are rather good, those Cannonball. We had them, Mike, when you got me very drunk when we visited pre-COVID. Very, very drunk. Very, very drunk. You got me one of these. And I remember, yeah, it's brilliant. We have got to go back. I think we say it every other podcast that we're going to have to go back, but probably have to make good on those promises. Definitely. So what are you drinking tonight, Michael? Uh, tonight I have gone with an old favourite from the Black Sheep Brewery up in Massam in Yorkshire. I have a classic bottle of Black Sheep Ale. 4.4%. It is chilled to perfection. You just can't beat Black Sheep, can you? 
of Iod have been closing the brewery at Black Sheep. I believe they're going into administration, which is a real pity. Are you aware of the concept of hoarding, Mike? Uh, I'm aware of the concepts of management buyouts and aggressive takeover <laughs> offers. We're going to leave this podcast and we're going to make beer. Have you also heard the expression drinking the profits? <laughs> I'm sure there's a Simpsons episode about that somewhere. But uh... <laughs> Well, while we're talking about drinks, it's got to be cocktail time. Take one measure of cherry liqueur and pour it into a shot glass. Layer another measure of double cream on top. Garnish it with a cherry and you have an angel's tit. <laughs> a classic cocktail recipe from the 1920s. There you go. They never called it that in 1920s. I believe they did. Well... Uh, it was a little thing was popular um, as a prohibition after dinner drink. Although wow. it does say you shouldn't really worry too much about the measures in this one. Just layer them up and put the cherry on top. Well, where I work, we have one nurse. And just she's, one? Just, well, one in particular that I'm going to talk about. And uh, we had a, our old office had a bakery at the top of it. And she'd go in and buy a Manchester tart. She used to like coming in and saying, I bought a tip bun. Yes. So it threw me threw me right back to her. So uh, Liz, don't listen to the podcast, I'm sure. But yes. <laughs> Excellent. Works better when you buy two Manchester tarts. I should bear that in mind. Mike, Bill. what have you learned from watching football this week? Uh, I, I think there's only been one game, hasn't there? And that was Manchester City playing in the Champions League and proving that they've now won every trophy that money can buy. You watch again? Uh, no, I was out. So. Oh, yes, you were. You had a big weekend. Yeah. But but I've got a question I've been meaning to ask you for months and I keep forgetting. Here's a football question. Do you care that England won the World Cup in 66? No. No, neither do I. Don't it's, nice, it's a nice stat, but it was before I was born, even. You know, I care more about the fact that the England women have won the Euros than I do about the men only winning in 1966 so i want to see the england men doing well i want to see them going right through to the finals and starting to win trophies that's far more relevant absolutely and on that note talking about women's world cup catherine Batt, friend of the pod broke a metatarsal she's still managing to go to cover the women's world cup down under so just get well soon catherine because uh, she's gonna have a lot of metal work to go through customs she's done a beckham has she Beckham. <laughs> you think you might get a last-minute call-up instead, Mike? I don't think they want you writing, maybe. But... I, I don't think that they would at all, no. We, Do you fancy uh, a dabble? Would you fancy a dabble in football journalism? I have a great deal of respect for both commentators and journalists who know how to write well, and I am not one of those people. We had a dabble at commentating, didn't we? It's, it's hard. Yeah. Particularly when during the lockdown, there was the commentator who was commentating the actions of his dogs. Andrew Cotter. And the skill that he showed in those simple videos was extraordinary. So I take my hat off to them. There's no way I would even pretend to. I'm just an idiot that talks about bloody angels tip cocktails on a <laughs> Thursday night. I would have no desire at all to try and do that. I'm trying to remember the name of dogs. One of them were called Mabel. 
can't remember. Other. If you remember, safwpodoutlook.com. Let's get some correspondence going. And on that note, Mike, should we have some charity football news? Go on then, we might as well. First up is from our good friends at D Rangers, otherwise known as Dear Angers. It's Ryan Williams. He has apologised. It doesn't fit in under a minute, which is even worse because we want a 40 second match. 40 seconds. <laughs> but, but thank you, Ryan. It's always brilliant to hear from you. you. Do such great things in community. And it was a very special day for Dear Angers. So cue Ryan Williams. So here we are, the Dusters finally settled on the 2023 D-Rangers Legends Day. Um, What a day. I am absolutely exhausted with the sheer volume of work and and effort that was put into the day, watching the football in the heat. It was brilliant. The lads were amazing. Over 40 lads took part, um, above and below ages of 35 for the respective teams and uh, the game was brilliant um, because of the amount of players we managed to stretch it across 340s rather than 245s um, and all in all after all those minutes it finished a draw uh, with one unbelievable standout goal for the Vets team uh, so it went to penalties and just because there were so many players we finished with every player taking a penalty and uh, the younger team won uh, eight six it was or eight seven on penalties after ten taken each and uh, it was it was unbelievable what a day um all in memory of our friend tom for clatterbridge the hospital that treated him and i'm so so proud to have been involved and to have made an amazing amount of money which we'll keep you updated on but has definitely surpassed the four figure mark that we we set last year I'm amazed, I'm blown away, and I can't thank everyone enough for the support, including everybody who listens to this podcast. Thanks, guys. That's absolutely superb. What a great effort and what a great day, we must have all had. Um, in, interestingly as well, if you want to find out more about D-Rangers, and you really should, we've got a YouTube channel and we've been making a documentary, and I think most people who listen to this podcast can relate to the things they've been through. Maybe you'll be inspired to do other things because they're another lot, set of lads, Mike, aren't they, who just think outside the box, who do different things to raise money for charity, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. Um, always great to hear from Ryan. So well yeah. done, everyone. And as I was listening to it, the very opening words there, I'm sure he was trying to say Dear Angers before he corrected himself <laughs> and said D-Rangers. I'm sure of it. <laughs> That's Mike's take home. So we've got a few bits and bobs in the mailbag. Hampshire Police FC are playing Hampshire Charity FC on the 27th of June 2023. It's a 7.30 kickoff, raising money for CRY, which is Cardiac Risk in the Young. It's at Wesley Park, P095TH. Donations on entry. Great stuff. Nathan Ward has tweeted us at just Nathan on Twitter. Any charity sides that want to take part in a cup competition over a single day for Burn underscore Chef charity, taking place in either South Normanton or Sutton in Ashfield on the 23rd of July. Few tags in there, HDB, Magpies, Essex Charity FC, Treetop Hospice and Heart Warriors. Get in touch with at just Nathan on Twitter if you are interested in that neck of the woods. When you said South Normanton, I thought they were up in Yorkshire for a minute there. Yeah. Lads Speak Out FC, and they're on Twitter at Lads Speak 
out underscore 23. Feeling ambitious with this one, we want to play charity teams all over the country and raise awareness for men's mental health. We will be starting this in September, but it will take some planning. Please retweet this. You can also get in touch with them at ladspeakout underscore 23 on Twitter. Get in touch. North of the border, we're in Scotland, so we're, going, we're, stretched, we're stretched through the United Kingdom here, Mike. Moray Mental Health Football Club. And they're at Moray Mental HFC. They're creating a safe space for people to talk about their mental health in a football environment. I've been to Moray Firth. It's great, amazing part of the world. So if you're interested and you're up in Scotland, in that part of Scotland specifically, get in touch with them. I believe this week they have their first session. So it's just growing there. Would love to hear what you get up to as it all grows. And men's mental health should never be underestimated. So if you are in that area, get along to them. Charity fundraiser, SEN United versus Esteem Academy. Friday, the 23rd of June, 2023, 8pm kickoff at the new Manor Ground, Owlsworth Road, Ilkston, DE78JF. They've even got BBC weather quoted, but it's going to be 20 degrees and sunny. Well, that's actually slightly better than the 27 degrees and bloody roasting that we're <laughs> in at the moment. <laughs> we have a message from D4MenFC, pre-season football match. And they are looking for friendlies in Manchester. And this team are on Instagram, D4MenFC, also known as Directions for Men. And they're looking for teams in? To play friendlies in Manchester. Anybody on the wrong side of the Pennines, if you're up for a game? Or even if you're on the right side of the Pennines and want to go to Manchester. Get wet. It rains over there. (laughs) It's true, that. Michael. Philip. Do you fancy a 40-second match report? Only if we've got a good one. You know it's going to be good, because it's from Ian Hoyle. It's KSS United's game against Sands. 40-second match report. Hi guys, Ian from KSS again. Just another quick 40-second match report. So last Friday, we played our first game against Sands United Kent. All in memory of York, one of our players in Sands, players Scott Morse and his partner Hope, one of their angels. What a game it was. Well played by everybody. A good, solid performance from both teams. Game ended up 2-2 draw at full time. Ended up going to penalties. KSS won the penalties, but it's never about that. It's all about keeping them angels' names going and keeping their memory alive. Forty second match report. Yeah, it's a wonderful thought, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the build-up to that game as well on their Instagram, so emotional and well done, everyone. Also, great advert for 40-second match reports. He's absolutely nailed it again. Thank you, Ian. Well, Mike, it's that time in the evening where I ask, do you want to bring on a guest? Just before we do, I've got a fascinating little fact for you. Ooh, yes. Now then, you may or may not have heard in the transfer news that there's a good chance that Neymar Jr. might be breaking his own world record transfer fee in a move to Saudi Arabia because they believe they're getting the most valuable player in the world. And yet I look back on Neymar's career and all of his successes, all of his stats, all of his achievements, everything like that. And I notice there is one glaring omission in there. And that omission is 
he has never scored a goal against KSS United, whereas I have. So therefore, technically, I'm a better player than him. <laughs> Mike, that's it. And would you play? Would you, would you take the money? Would I? Hell. I'm not going somewhere where I end up with Sandy McGusset every time. I'm not going to do that. I'm also now thinking, I think this is the first time I've heard the word gusset for years. You've got to love that word, haven't you? It's a great word. Absolutely fantastic. Mike, so if people want to be an Ian Hoyle and send us a 40-second match report, or even like Ryan Williams, send us a bit of charity football news from D-Rangers. How do you do it? Get it to charity football weekly podcast you managed to get to the end of that sentence eventually didn't you it's so easy all you have to do you've got a recording device in your hand your smartphone just fire up the camera fire up the video camera just start talking at it film the grass while you're talking i don't care because we don't need the video we need the audio talk at it for 40 seconds tell us who you are what team you're playing for who you're playing against, what you're raising money for, how much money you raised, anything notable from the game. It's so easy and you can do all of that in 40 seconds. If you don't get it right first time, you delete your video, you start again. Believe me, it's not difficult. And then that recording, all you do is just drop it on an email and send it to cfwpod at outlook.com. We receive it at this end. We add it into the pod. I make you sound like a million dollars because that's what I'm good at. And... Your charity football news becomes part of the Charity Football Weekly podcast because that's what we're here to broadcast. Thank you very much, Michael. Should very, we go for that guest now then? Very, very easy to understand. Yeah, I think we'd better add. Actually, I'd better hit the fridge first and get another drink before we melt. And maybe a nice lolly to dip in me IPA. <laughs> now there's a plan. Who are you? Oliver. What is your charity team? Uh, the Guys Transplant Football Team. What charity are you supporting? Uh, the Guys Hospital, uh, specifically KPA. What position do you play? <laughs> Wherever I'm useful. What's your favourite shirt? West Ham 2003-2001. Uh, What's your favourite cheese? Mature cheddar from Snowdonia. Predict the score of your next game. Probably a 3-0 loss. What's your Twitter handle? Oh, for team, it's uh, Guys Transplant. Footbit footy, I think. Thank you for your time. Delighted to have joining us on the pod this evening, Ollie, team manager of Guys Hospital Transplant Team. Good evening, Ollie. Evening. How are you all doing? Not so bad. Sweltering, I think that's a technical term. Yep, yep. Can relate. I've deliberately turned off the fan so you guys can hear me, so... If you hear dripping, you know what it is. Bill had exactly the same problem. I'll use yeah. a Yorkshire expression at this point. We are sweating cobs. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's better than my you know, expression. So, Mike, before I crack on, what's the question you need to ask? Well, yeah, Phil and I, we're already uh, got our little beers in here. So uh, tonight, Oliver, what are you drinking? Thatcher's Gold. Ah, a, <laughs> uh, a cooling drink. Oh, exactly. I figured I'd need to something smooth and dry well it's medium in it but still does the job does very nice tipple that one one of you five a day as well exactly (laughs) i lied to myself about that but sure why not (laughs) (laughs) so before we ask you about the guys hospital transplant team we want to get to know you a bit first ollie so what football team do you support um unfortunately i support west ham so (laughs) 
There's nothing unfortunate about that. You got a trophy. We did. You know, it was most stressful time of my life, I'll be honest with you. But yeah, we got there. You know, good old Jared Bowen. So, but it's just, it, it find me a team who is fighting relegation whilst comfortably winning a European title. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking about that the other day, and the only team that I could think of that even won anything whilst fighting relegation were Wigan. But they did also manage to relegate themselves in the process. So, there we go. not quite the same, were it? <laughs> not quite the same. Just bought the uh, Leeds United team bus as well. It's only good for short runs and it can't handle corners. But, you know. <laughs> oh, bless. Nah, don't bless Leeds. It's fine. You can get away with that on this podcast. Fair enough. Ollie, can you remember the first football shirt you were given slash purchased? Um, so I was given through no choice of my own because of my age. I think it was the 2001 West, home, West Ham home kit with like Doc Martens written on the chest. Oh, beautiful and then Paolo exactly. Canio, I'm seeing what yep. you're seeing. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Absolutely gorgeous. And then the one I asked for and begged for for Christmas birthday for like two years was, I think it was the 2006, maybe a bit earlier, you know, that yellow England goalkeeper kit? Oh, like the yeah. long sleeves and everything like that. That's the one I begged for. And then um, being spoiled like I am, I was given that with my name written on the back and number one. And I wore that thing religiously. Not taking that off. So, but yeah. Uh, Umbro as well it would have been. And we just haven't beaten those Umbro kits, I don't think. This is true. This is true. And I've got to size up about five sizes to fit in a dry fit Nike shirt now. So, <laughs> not, not quite as exciting. So, you may have answered this already, but do you have a favourite football shirt? Um, so, outside of West Ham, I really loved the, was it 2004, 2006? Arsenal, kind of like, you know, their kind of reddish one with Henri famously running around in it and absolutely battering oh, everyone. Yeah. I think obviously not not just to constantly talk about West Ham. I fell in love with that shirt. Um, and then, to be honest, yeah, that's probably one of my favourites. So apart from the obvious Ticanio, Dirk Martin's 2001 West Ham shirt, which to this day I think is one of the best ones we've ever released. So you can bang on about West Ham all you want because I know West Ham beat Sheffield United all the time and I love it. This is true. So it's absolutely fine. We can talk about West Ham all night for me. Can you remember the first game of football you went to live in the flesh? Uh, in the, it was West Ham Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park. I don't remember the score. I don't remember anything about it. I just remember my dad being really stressed out about it because... <laughs> We, uh, I'm originally, well, I you know, lived and brought up in South London, so my local team should have been Crystal Palace. Um, and for whatever reason, ended up sort of in West Ham with my dad. Um, he took me along with all of the Crystal Palace mates, and from memory and talking to him about it, we got absolutely battered. So, oh <laughs> good old West Ham. <laughs> and that's my earliest memory, and I've kind of been addicted since. So, Crystal Palace are also a bogey team of mine, so uh, <laughs> my God. Ollie, have you ever met a professional footballer? Um, Andy Cole I met a couple of years back. Um, I say met, I briefly shook his hand, said, you were pretty decent, good on you, and then he just promptly walked off. So <laughs> that, that's the closest I've ever got. Um, and that's about it, to be honest. I haven't really got that many exciting stories about meeting pro footballers. To be fair, that would be exactly how I'd imagine a 
conversation we had a call going, so at yeah. least it didn't let you down. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> it was at a competition as well, so I just assumed he was busy or I was just myself far too sweaty to even look at, let alone touch. So, <laughs> you know, it's what it is. <laughs> At least you didn't embarrass yourself. I were a, I'd had a few beers, and I don't know if you remember David Hurst. You're a bit young, really, for David Hurst, but one of my heroes growing up. And I, yeah. uh, Mike got a lovely photo of me sat with him. We were having a drink together, and I thought, oh, my God, I embarrassed. And you know, the day after when you think, oh, yeah, I remember talking to him now. What an embarrassment. <laughs> but anyway, it's not about me, but it was embarrassing. And, uh, yeah, so that's that. We got to know you a little bit. Tell us about the guys' hospital transplant team, because you, you're not the regular football teams that we've had on. No, no. So uh, I'll, I mean, I might as well start from the beginning. I'm a transplant patient myself. I had a kidney transplant back in 2004. So it's kind of a big group of us, all transplant patients who have kind of grown up together. Uh, obviously, you know, skip a lot, a lot of time. Pandemic hits. We're all on full on lockdown. Um, you know, bored out of our minds and we kind of slowly start coming out of lockdown and all that kind of stuff. And we're like, oh, you know, what what should we do? Well, let's play a game of footy. You know, right. Surely, why not? You know, none of us got the fitness and it's a good way to slowly get fitness levels back up. Turns out that somehow we weren't half bad and we started, you know, meeting and playing a bit more and got like a core team together. Or probably, we only play like, you know, six aside, seven aside kind of situations, five aside if we're really just desperate to play. Um, and went to our first competition uh, against other transplant football teams and we ended up somehow coming third. Uh, turns out we, you know, people were like, oh, you parked the bus, but really it was just purely down to our fitness levels. It wasn't deliberate, but we somehow managed to do it and we did all right. And we, it's basically now become a social team where if you're under the care of Guy's Hospital, um, be it dial- dialysis or transplant or supporter, you're more than welcome to come along, have a kick around. We tend to go to the pub after. That's how serious we take this kind of stuff. And um, just have a chat and get to know each other and just have football in the mix as well, just as that kind of central talking point. And, you know, obviously being the West Ham fan of the team, everyone bullies me for it. So it's good. It's a good laugh. Mike, it actually sounds like your ideal football team. <laughs> What, people with actually high levels of fitness? Oh, well, no, <laughs> apart from that bit, but it's the right sort of number of people. Yep. Five, six, seven, nine asides. That's just up our street. You Pop almost turned it into a steps track there. You were very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Pub after, right up your street. Don't take it really seriously. Yeah, it's great. I mean, we did play with some guys who insisted on pub before. They were quite entertaining to watch on the pitch. <laughs> I've tried that before, but I'll be honest with you, it just it didn't end well for me. I had to sub myself off after five minutes, so, <laughs> and I was in goal. So oh this little thingy went wee 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 all the way home. <laughs> I was going to say, tell me about it. <laughs> so transplant football, let us know a little bit more in that. Is there any special considerations before you play and the competitions? Or so it's under what's called uh, TSUK, which is Transplant Sport UK. Um, and they basically run the competitions and the way we uh, adhere, I think that's the right word and look forward to their kind of rules and regulations is basically as long as you can pass a very basic fitness bleep test, you're safe to play. And as long as your doctor 
can you know comfortably sign you off and your renal function or your organ transplant function is good enough to compete and play you go for it for the actual guys football training we'll accept anyone as long as you're an adult about it and know when to step out and kind of go I just need a breather um we'll you know even if people just want to come along and you know laugh at us playing and have fun uh and as long as people are just getting involved I'm a firm believer in kind of the more the merrier you know I'm not going to say no to someone because they're at the beginning of a fitness journey and want to start saying no I've got no right to turn people away as long as you're under the hospital banner then more the merrier it'd be grand so have you got any more plans then for 2023 as a group have you got any games coming up or we do yeah I'm, I'm well excited <laughs> um nervous but excited we got something coming up uh which is quite a big event called the british transplant games which is imagine a mini olympics for transplant patients with not a lot of funding that's how i like to describe it um and in that we have a football competition with I found out this morning we've got we'll be playing against eight other teams, um, obviously nine with our team included. Uh, and these teams are hospital teams from all around the country. And um, so, yeah, we've got that coming up. So we've got our training session uh, tomorrow, actually, to start properly preparing for it. Obviously, we've done a bit of a chat in the pub about it and basic tactics and right. OK, where's people going to be useful? Because um, we're that stereotypical team where we've got some really good players and then people like me where it's like, how can I be involved? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's our big competition coming up. And we we tend to have, I guess, two big competitions where we play all the other teams. Um, and because we're a relatively young team, we're in the early stages of setting up smaller competitions with other teams. Um, we're actually in the early stages of setting up, a, it's, not, it's not really an international, but with the Welsh transplant team, playing a home and away with them at the beginning of the year. And then at the end of the year, they come here. Um, mostly because they agreed to go to the pub and go on a night out with us after. So, mate, lads, go for it. You've you persuaded me. Um, and yeah, that's how we work basically, <laughs> and that's what we're preparing for. Don't do that down. It's an international fixture. Just oh leave yeah, it at that yeah okay. Well, if we we can call it inter- barely international, but it's exciting either way. So <laughs> we played in the seven aside league originally, yeah. me and Mike, and he scored a goal in it. And Mike, what do you always say to people on that? Because the uh, league had an FA recognised referee in it, that means that I actually have an FA recognised goal scoring record. (laughs) And he's sticking to that forever. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I respect that. And I have one FA recognised clean sheet. Oh, good man. Oh, in in that case, I've got two recognised clean sheets as a defender and and an own goal. So, good times. Whenever me and Mike play on a Monday night, we, we just play socially on a Monday. And even if I score one at back of my own net, I always say, I don't have to lie to kids tonight. I can tell them I've scored. It's all right. <laughs> Mate, I, I'm just happy to be involved sometimes. Like, that's my level. Like, there's some days where I'm like, oh, I'm untouchable. I'm the new Messi. And then within the next 30 seconds, I'm like, I am at, no, what is going on? What is going on? <laughs> In football, beautiful and cruel at the same time. Because sometimes <laughs> I launch a pass and just think, I'm just brilliant. What, yeah. And then next minute, someone's putting a ball between your legs and running past you, and you're like, oh, well. <laughs> it's been, it, normally, it's with the same team members as well. Like, I'll get past my own team thinking I'm absolutely fantastic, <laughs> and I'll turn around and go, no, of course they're not trying to tackle me. They're my own teammates. <laughs> <laughs> every, time I'm on the, every time I'm on the pitch, I'm messy. Yeah. But with a Y, not an I. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, yeah. 
Right, Ollie, it's your time at the moment. Is there anything you want to plug? Anything you want to direct our listeners to? Um, no pressure. Can you tell I'm prepared? <laughs> <laughs> we love off the cuff. Mike lives oh, off the cuff. 100%. No, that's grand. Um, organ donation, get involved with that. That's a glorious thing. I don't want to get too much into that in case it's considered political or anything, but that's a beautiful thing. Have a chat with people. Um, if there is anyone who is listening to this that goes to Guy's Hospital and wants to get involved with the footy team or just involved in a, uh, a support network is a good way of putting it, then by all means get in contact with us on our socials, Guy's Transplant Team uh, on Insta and Guy's Transplant Footy Team, uh, or again on Insta, original like that. Um, and yeah, have a laugh, enjoy yourself. Good times all around. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely perfect. And on that note, we can't let you leave without forcing you to play a quiz against Mike. Mike, would you like to describe the rules of the game? We have a quiz called Don't State the Obvious. And Phil will select somebody from the world of football and somebody else who's equally famous. And he will gather a series of quotes together. And you've got to say whether you think it's the famous footballer or the famous celebrity who came out with those quotes. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll both answer each question, but we'll take it in turns to uh, who goes first. OK. And we'll start that with a coin toss. So heads or tails? Heads. You've got a head. Would you like to go first or second on the first question? I'll go second. Thank you Let's so much. Let's see what I'm up against. <laughs> <laughs> so today, I didn't even know you supported West Ham before. So this is absolute fluke. So oh, God, no pressure. <laughs> it's either Harry Redknapp. Or it's Rishi Sunak. Oh, no. And you were worried about transplants being political. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> right, we'll go with the first quote. Don't state the obvious. We rise to challenges and we will meet them and emerge stronger. Ooh, that's a really <laughs> horrible one to start with. Oh, it sounds suitably vacuous to be either a football manager or a politician. Um... Oh, I'll go Rishi Sunak to start with. Are you agreeing with my colleague or are you going the other way? That that sounds too much of a well put together sentence to be Harry Redknapp. So I'm going to go with Rishi. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it was Rishi Sunak. One one at the end of the first. <laughs> I am not going to avoid paying taxes. I pay my accountant a fortune to look after me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking that was a long silence. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it'll um, come out in the edit. This is true, yeah. Good old amen for Adobe. Um, let me think. I'm going to go with Harry Redknapp on that. It's... That one is actually easier than you might think because uh, Richie gets his wife's accountant to do all that stuff. <laughs> so that was definitely a Harry Redknapp quote, that one. Of course it was Harry Redknapp. <laughs> too easy for you guys today. It's too easy. Hats off to Qatar for hosting an incredible World Cup. It will be remembered as one of the all-time greats. And I remember the quote. I'm trying to remember whether it came through. Was it a Harry quote, that one? No, I think that was a Rishi one, that one. Do you reckon, mm. Ollie? That, that sounds like Rishi trying to kind of fit in with the public, even though he has no idea what's going on. So One is a commoner, just like you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good. I, I don't think Harry Redknapp knows where Qatar is, to be honest. So <laughs> That's what he um, gets when he's got a cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> he just turns around and goes, "Yeah, I played one of those when I was eight. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Rishi as well. Too easy, too easy. Oh. Yes, it is Rishi Suna. <laughs> Not a great sentence, sir. Not a great couple of sentences there, Rishi. <laughs> I love animals, all animals, apart from cats. I'm a little bit scared of cats. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll I'll say Harry for that. I don't know why. It just sounds like, from what I've heard in interviews, that sounds right up his street. Mike is Rishi or Harry scared of cats? Yeah, that's a really good question, actually, isn't it? And I don't want to state the obvious as well, but I, th- I think I'll agree. I think it's a Harry sort of quote that one. It is Harry Redknapp. Oh. <laughs> I can feel the tension in the room. I'm sweating and I'm trying to work out why, but not just the heat. <laughs> that's not tension, that's the beans I had for tea. <laughs> I think when most people are tuning in to watch Gary Neville, they want to hear about the football and watch the football. Rishi Sunak, not, not, not liking a Labour activist. <laughs> Ex-footballer. Yeah, to be honest, basically the same answer, Rishi because he doesn't want someone who's actually understanding of the world to talk. So <laughs> it is Gary Neville. <laughs> I've gone too easy on you two today. Too easy. Tiebreak time then. Someone, someone needs to make a move if they want to win or make a mistake. I don't know. But oh, no, no pressure. I've heard of Francis Drake and I've heard of Ted Drake, but I don't know who Drake is. <laughs> um, I could be either, I guess. It could be Rishi trying to be funny, or that could be Harry just on a stroll with his dog. Um, <laughs> sounds like a Harry sentence. Yeah, the only Drakes that Rishi would know about is the ones that come as part of a brace <laughs> when he's been out shooting. That's, yeah, it's got to be Harry, that one. It is Harry. Um, <laughs> it's a draw today, Mike, but that were a lot of fun with them quotes, I've got to say. <laughs> Not just a draw, but also a clean sweep for both of us. I don't yeah. know if that's ever happened before. I um, don't think that has actually, Mike. So there you cool. go. There Balls we go. Time's all round. <laughs> don't state the obvious. Any other business, Mike, while we're holding Ollie prisoner on the internet? Absolutely. I gave a little fact earlier in the podcast about Neymar Jr. I can give another one as well. Neymar Jr. hasn't done a clean sweep on don't state the obvious. So both <laughs> Oliver and myself are better than Neymar Jr. So those Saudis, they're picking the wrong guy to purchase, aren't they? 100%. Pay me the amount he gets paid as well and I'll be happy. So, <laughs> <laughs> Ollie, brilliant to hear from you. Keep in touch with the pod, keep tagging us in stuff. We'd love to see what you're up to. Always. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, lads. Thanks for your time. Thank you. See Take you later. Care. Bye. What a guest. Love that. that. Brilliant. That were absolutely brilliant. Just the enthusiasm for everything. That were just infectious. Love that. Yeah. A, a classic personality from the world of charity football. Yeah. Definitely will be bullying him come Christmas time to come back on the Christmas special. We want to see what his fantasy football team looks like as well, don't we? We need to know that, don't we? We need to know. Have to get him invited. Absolutely. Mike, going to be pub playlist time. I'm going to have to go for the theme of clean. Clean clean sheets all around, weren't they? Every question were correct. So in theory, it's a bit of a clean sheet. You both talked about clean sheets. Clean. Do you know what? I think I'll go with two different songs on this one. Oh, marvellous. 
What have you got for me, Mike? First one, an M&M classic, cleaning out my closet. I can't sound familiar with that one. He talks about everything that went on in his life. Absolutely buries his mum in it as well. <laughs> Figuratively or literally? Figuratively on that occasion. And track number two for Mike. Trouble is, I've got a third one as well, but I don't know if I ought to put that one in. The second one I will well, go with. Hey, go on. I've, I've only got one from the top of my head so if you want my second go to make it a trio for you okay well my second track was going to be tlc no scrubs that's scrubs genius so which track have you got in mind very on brand very not having to think whatsoever oasis shaker maker oh shaken backer maker <laughs> i've been driving in my car with my friend mr soft mr clean and mr ben are living in my loft Nice. I've no idea what Noel Gallagher was taking at that point in time, but it's absolute gibberish. <laughs> Go on, I, I will put that third one in there then. Get in. Proper from the left field, this one. Well, not really. It's it's a, it's a summer classic, but it's an old one. Rose Royce, Car Wash. <laughs> it is a classic. And believe me, when you start listening to that on a Monday morning, that one's going to be an earworm. It's going to perk you right up for day that isn't it it's not just going to perk you up it's also going to stick with you for the rest of the day no matter what you do absolutely brilliant that mike before we wrap things up today if mike and i will be taking a little bit of a summer break from july and august but we have got a couple of spaces before we get there on the pod so if you want to be a guest get in touch with us all the usual ways twitter instagram facebook even TikTok, cfwpoddatoutlook.com. And, uh, yeah, if you want to have a chat with Mike and I, it's very laid back, very unprofessional. But bear in mind that you've now just seen me do a clean sweep on Don't State the Obvious, so you've got to bring your A-game. The bar has been set. I will bury you, literally and figuratively. Mike, any other business, anything I've forgotten? No, we're all good. Let's just give you the old social media handles one more time. On Twitter, you can find us at CFWPod. On Instagram, CFW.pod. TikTok, we are CFWPod. We are on Facebook, Charity Football Weekly Podcast. Just find us on there. You can find us in the football charts in Turkey. Look around about the number 183rd <laughs> mark, because that's where you'll find us. Because, yeah, we are that good. 163 and, in New Zealand. Yeah, that's the one. There's a hell of a lot of sheep listening to our <laughs> nonsense. And, of course, you can email us, cfwpod at outlook.com. Great stuff. Thank you, everyone, for contributing to this week's episode. Great to hear from you all. Me and Mike are going to get out of these sweaty cupboards, I think. I think we need to, yes. I'm going to go and stick my head in a bucket of water. On that note, see you later, Mike. Bye. Bye.